0: Hello and welcome to Conversations Across the Pond with Angel and Nicola. I'm Nicola and we're just two friends from different continents who connected online and as kindred spirits, even though we agree to disagree on some topics. Join us for no-holds-barred conversations as we demonstrate that you don't have to agree on everything but can still be
1: friends. there welcome back to conversations across the pond with angel and nicola i am angel and i'm nicola and we are so happy that you're here with us today as always so today we are going to talk a little bit about how energy impacts the need for space and alone time with introverts and hsps and i gotta tell you i'm really excited because nicola and i had a call yesterday where this topic just kind of randomly came up i don't even remember how it came up we were just kind of Rant, rambling along in our conversation I yeah. think yeah I can't remember and, how it came up but yeah no, it was, I,
0: I was quite excited to find out that you felt the same because I thought I was it was <laughs> just me me
1: too <laughs> me too me too and as soon as you started talking about it and we kind of dug into it just a little bit yesterday I was like okay no we, we got to talk about this on our next podcast because it's one of those things that I I know intellectually that it can't be just me because mm. nothing ever is, but then also it feels that way because nobody ever, I've never heard anybody else say this. And no. then you brought it up like out of the blue <laughs> yesterday. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. What? I was, I was super excited. I'm still super excited, obviously. So I know that yesterday you were talking about, oh, because you were talking about a recent your weekend, I think, right? And you had some space Yeah,
0: yeah, because Chris was in the workshop with Nathan this weekend. So I had a lot of time on my own in the house, which I find the most conducive to getting things done. Even if, you know, I'm not recording something like this, even if I'm just sitting here writing, just having the house to myself and not having anybody else's energy in the house is different to when say Chris is in the house maybe sat in the lounge it's got a completely different vibe I feel very different and I think we talked about we feel less free when there are other people in our energy space and yeah I mean I've, I've had it before but I just assumed it was just one of my Bizarre quirks and <laughs> it, you know, there was something a bit amiss with me. And um I've, you know, I've I've well obviously I'm an introvert and I find it hard doing certain things with other people and I need yeah. a lot of time on my own. But yeah, I I'm more creative when I don't have somebody else's energy within my own energy field if you like
1: yes now are you I don't remember are you HSP also I think probably yeah yeah I've never
0: never really looked at that massively but I suspect I probably am
1: oh really I just want to say for anybody listening that's maybe not familiar with one or both terms because I've I've witnessed a lot of people think that being introverted is something completely different from what it is it has nothing to do Mm -hmm. with how social you are or whether you like people or any of that. It just has to do more with how you recharge, like extroverts recharge by being with people and introverts tend to recharge by being alone. Yeah. I have always been a raging introvert. I just have, I, people don't necessarily recognize that in me. Like if it's somebody I don't know well, because I, um, I have a good social mask, like most of us do, you know, and I've learned how to, be with crowds of people, unless I'm not feeling well or my energy is low or whatever, in which case I just get grumpy, like forget it. I don't even pretend to put on the mask, but the difference between that and HSP, i read a lot of, um, Dr. Elaine Aaron's stuff. She's the one to talk about. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, she's the one that really started talking about being HSP. So it stands for highly sensitive person and it has to do with your, um, nervous system. So like for me, um, I am super sensitive to lots of things. Actually, sometimes it's kind of a pain in the ass. I'm super sensitive to smell, smell, different smells can trigger migraine for me. Um, I'm sensitive to lights. Like I can't do flashing lights. I can't do fluorescent lights. Um, if I'm driving at night and there are a lot of, um, headlights, like a lot of people driving the opposite direction mm-hmm. that can also trigger migraine for me, um, sensitive to heat and cold, like more Mm -hmm. so than maybe other people, like texture, like I have to be careful about the things that I wear and, you know, the sheets and the laundry detergent and the things that we want, like all this stuff. And when I talk about it, it sounds like, holy hell, what a pain in the ass who would want to be HSP. Right. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I think one of the gifts of that is that I'm also, I'm very aware in a situation like if i walk into a room i can pick up if there's been any kind of strong energy one way or the other if somebody's been fussing or if somebody's been celebrating like i can feel Mm -hmm. that there's been something going on in the room and i can i can pinpoint the people involved yeah (laughs) it sounds weird to say but um there's a lot of gifts to being hsp too so before we dig into the rest of this, can you, do you want to talk a little bit about your experience of being introverted and or HSP?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've never really thought much about HSP as much as you have, but I'm probably, I probably have things in a different way. Um, I I mean, I picked up on, I pick up on people's energies and I'll say to Chris, um, kind of don't want to get involved with this person who we've just met because, there's something off with the energy and I used to work with somebody um, and the very first day that they started in the job I just had this terrible feeling and they turned out to be sort of not a troublemaker but they didn't fit in and that their vibe was very different and I had to just steer clear of them. Um, and I'd literally not even spoken to them, but this whole thing came up. So I tend to pick up on other people. Um, I'm really not good with noise. Um, I don't like live noise. Um, I can't work with live noise. I find I have, um, earplugs now because if Chris is in and say he's got the television on, um, just being able to hear it can completely break my flow. Um, So I have earplugs that I wear. Um, I think noise is a a very big one for me. Um, Certain amount of smells just, it's not that I don't get migraines from things like that, but it just um, sort of, I don't know, puts me a bit off kilter certain smells sometimes um so yeah there's probably there's probably others um but like I said I've not thought massively about that I just assumed i would probably got some traits um but yeah the introvert thing like you said it's about recharging your batteries um and I didn't understand what it meant to be introvert till I was about 47 i'd struggled with it all that time and not Mm. understood what it meant um you know like a lot of people they think if you're an introvert you're a bit of a wallflower and you're not good in social situations um and you know i'd rather you know my ideal good night is probably a night in in my pajamas watching a film that i really want to watch and it's not going out to a nightclub that would be oh my, my God, idea be of hell yeah um, <laughs> you know and given the choice a night in would be my thing um so yeah it just it took me a long time to really understand but once I understood what it really meant it made such a big difference oh, it absolutely. made a difference at work because I mean people used to say to me every appraisal I had Nicola does not speak up in meetings and that was the whole introvert thing because they'd say they'd ask me a question and my mind would just literally go blank and I started saying to my boss I explained to her how my mind worked and I said you know if you want me to speak in a meeting you need to tell me what the agenda is 24 hours before so I can at least contemplate stuff and then I'm ready to come forward with what I think about it so that was the difference sort of after understanding what it meant um yeah and just really why why I don't like talking on the phone you know I mean now I very rarely ring people it has to be you know like something important or about you know the electricity bill or something like that. I don't ring people up and chit chat to them. Um, you know, I talk on Voxer, which means that I can talk when it suits me. I can listen when it suits me. And I'm sure that's an introvert related thing as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a great need of people. Um, I could quite happily, you know, work on my own for weeks on end. And if I didn't see anybody, it really wouldn't bother me at all. I'd be quite happy with my own company.
1: Same, that's so (laughs) funny. I've always been so hesitant to say anything like that outright because as I was growing up, I would go apply for jobs and the jobs that I was applying for as a teenager, I would apply to work like in the grocery store, for example. Mm -hmm. And all of the jobs that I was applying for, for years, they would ask a question about, are you a team player or do you prefer to work alone? And I always said, I prefer to work alone because I do. Mm-hmm. And then somebody finally told me, they're like, you have to say that you're a team player because they want to know that you can work with everybody else on there yeah. in, in the company or whatever. And I was like, but that's lying. lie. I'm, I'm not, that's not true. I, I'm not a team. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I learned to be, mm-hmm. But that's never been my default thing. Like if they worded it differently, yeah, I can be a team player. But if you're gonna have the other option be, or do you prefer to work alone? Well, hell. Mm. Yes, I prefer to work alone. I get mm. a lot more done. I can focus better, like I can do my own thing and just get shit done. But that always drove me crazy. So I love that you just said that flat out, just like mm. I could be totally fine on my own. And that was yeah. one of the things, like when the pandemic started and everybody kind of went out into their own space, it was like, I was in hog heaven with that part I of it, too. you know? Yeah. Like people were complaining about how hard it was and how, you know, they can't, they can't wait to be back out with people. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I've been practicing for this my whole life. Like I'm finally in the the better position or whatever like this is Mm. this is my thing I can shine
0: I think a lot of introverts said the same thing I've seen you know a few posts of people saying it played into their ball what is it wheelhouse and um yeah you know it really helped and I remember the first lockdown we had we still lived in Lancashire and over here they literally stopped everything for I don't know. I can't remember a few weeks. So, you know, there were no cars driving around. Um, it, you, you could only go out for an hour every day. So mm-hmm. I went out religiously every day and I just loved the fact that it was so quiet and yes. there were no cars on the motorway. So the walk that I did, it was high up on a hill, but you could see the motorway in the distance and, you obviously got the noise as well when it was busy yep. but it was blissful it was absolutely blissful
1: isn't that funny yeah I love that I, I there's something about that that I really love how different we are that I know it was I I do sincerely know that it was hard for some people and I'm not trying to yeah. make less no, of that no. but at the same time I did I loved it I loved it mm. I looked every minute of that piece and not feeling guilty, not feeling like I had to go out and participate and do X, Y, and Z. And if I didn't, then like, there's something wrong with me or I'm deficient somehow because I'm not as social as I quote unquote should be. Mm. That part was really, that part was really nice. Mm. Anyway, back to our original <laughs> topics. As we've all talked about introverts and HSPs, um, In fact, this is a good example, maybe. So during, I told Nicola this yesterday, during the pandemic at the start, my son started doing school from home. So he was home full-time. My husband was home full-time. And even though we each had our own rooms in the house where we could close the doors and each have our own space, I started to go a little buggy with that piece of it because it was like nobody ever left. (laughs) Nobody ever there was nowhere to go, everything was closed, yeah. like I would go once a week to the grocery store and pick up food and come home, and that's what we did., yeah. we didn't go anywhere, and um I really started to feel like like I'm cracking, I don't know how to keep it together. I feel like I'm losing my hold on thing, and it wasn't even a matter. This is what I found so challenging. It wasn't even a matter of like. I could just go to a park or I could just go outside in the backyard because what I really want and what I really need to fill up is to be here in my space mm. with my things so that I can, for example, journal with my colored gel pens that I love so much or I could sit and light a candle and read my book or I could sit quietly and um, collage or go through a magazine or pet the dog what, like whatever but, being out because home for me, <clears throat> excuse me, this is part of it. Home for me is my sanctuary. Mm. And it's part of how I fill up because I'm such a homebody. So being out, even if it's just like on the back porch or outside, doesn't do the same thing for me as it does to be home with everybody else gone. Yeah. <laughs> like I just need you to leave for a little bit.
0: <laughs> and yeah. I think
1: you said something similar because you mentioned the coffee shop thing. Yeah. Um
0: you know, I, I do go to coffee shops and I'll order a latte. I'll always have a notebook and a pen and I'll use the time to sit and write and come up with ideas or work on something a bit more. Um, and it's great and I love it. And it's got a different vibe to yes. being at home. And sometimes I mean, I when I worked in my last day job, I'd often go to a coffee shop with my laptop, because we were remote workers, we could work anywhere. And, you know, I'd be there for a few hours and do my emails and do any work and documents. Um, And that was great. And that is a good kind of halfway house for me, but it's not the same as being at home with everything around me. And like you say, there is that sanctuary element of being in your own Mm -hmm. home. And when I lived on my own, I can remember getting home say after work or being at home at the weekend and not having anybody around me. And it it was very freeing to have that space and not to have anybody else in it um and I lived I mean I lived on my own from being about 18 um to 2014 when my dad and I bought a house together and it was I mean yeah you know there were times when I thought oh I'd like to be married or I'd like to meet somebody and you know I had my moments but generally I was really happy having my own space and didn't really miss having anybody else in it it was in some ways it's easier to have your own space and I think you know it comes back to this this energy thing and for me to do my best work I kind of need that energy to be clear it's it's hard to explain it really it's um you know Chris is in the workshop now and the house feels different to when he'll come in later and And the workshop
1: is outside of yeah it's
0: it's it's outside so the house is self-contained and the workshop is uh, self-contained so yeah he's outside the house and it just always feels so different when I'm in on my own Um, and yeah, that it kind of works for us because, you know, he does his thing. I do my thing and, you know, I can just crack on and get focused. And um, but I think it's something to do with that word free. It's it's having some sort of freedom or being free just to get, get on because I said to you as well yesterday, You know, if I'm recording a voxer um, and it will just be, you know, hi, this is what I've been doing. How are you doing? Nothing, nothing sensational or anything. Right. I find it so much easier to do it when I'm here on my own. If Chris comes in, it kind of throws me. It's I don't know. I kind of need that privacy just to do do things like that and phone calls um so another thing that I do as well um Chris takes a lot of his calls on speakerphone and I very rarely will join in the conversation because it's not my call and it doesn't you know it sort of it doesn't work for me to join in I do you know I'll say hello and if somebody says oh is Nicola there I'll sort of say hello But it's Chris's call, it's not mine. And I think that is part of the same thing somehow.
1: Wanting to give the other person the privacy.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's that. Um, Or maybe I'm just very freaky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. No, no, no. I don't think so at all. I think this is really fascinating, actually, because I love hearing you know, because we each have our own quirks and things, don't we? And I think that it's, it's, um, I do, I'm going to reuse the same word, but I think it is very freeing to be able to hear the truth of some of other people's so that it's easier to kind of, it's that validation thing, isn't it? I think it's, for me, it's that validation thing of like, oh, you feel this way too. That's why I got so excited Mm -hmm. yesterday to hear you talk about this out of nowhere. And I didn't bring it up. I got so excited because it was like, you too, Mm. not just me. It's that whole thing of like that human connection element. I think it's not just me. I'm not alone. Mm. I think it's interesting to hear those times when people and people aren't often willing to share those things, are they? Because it's that's the thing that kind of most people I, I there are some people I think who are but for most of us these are the things that make us feel like the odd man out or the weird yeah. one or the black sheep yeah, or whatever yeah. and those of us that already feel that way we already have enough of that we already feel that way. yeah <laughs> so we don't want to kind of spread the word hey I'm really weird you know
0: but um, you, you kind of um I didn't I didn't really think it was a thing I, you know it yeah. was just i just thought well it's you know i'm an introvert it's probably something to do with that um, and you know that's why i need i need the space um but yeah i think it there's another element to it as well i think it's it's maybe it'd be interesting to know if there are any extroverts that have the same thing
1: I'm, oh you're right would
0: i probably doubt that but it would be interesting um but yeah, you kind of—I don't know—I just didn't think it was a thing. I just thought it was me. And yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. It was really—I was really excited yesterday when you sort of said, "Oh my gosh, that's—you know—that's the same for me." And it was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I know. <laughs> somebody yeah. else who has this.
1: I know it's always, like I said earlier, it's, it's like, I know intellectually that I can't be the only person Mm -hmm. that feels these ways with all different things and with this too. But then at the same time, if you don't hear somebody else talking about it or, or somebody else say the thing that you're feeling, it's like, of course, you're going to feel that way. Mm -hmm. I, I totally did. Even though intellectually, I know like that doesn't really make sense. All the people in the world, I'm the only person that feels this way. Like, no, probably not, (laughs) but I love the piece about the energy. So when you were talking about the energy part of this, do you, so what I'm trying to figure out is like, because I don't do a lot of space clearing here. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll go around. I have some bells. Sometimes I'll go around the house. If, if, if the house starts to feel like heavy or dense or anything like that, I'll go around and I'll clap and I'll, you know, go into the corners or I'll do the bells or I don't do incense because my husband can't tolerate smoke, but um I'll do things like that you know and sometimes i'll work with salt for like the space clearing and stuff but i don't ever do it for the purpose of like what we're talking about mm. because that's different to me from what we're talking about does that seem true for you too or do you ever do any kind of like space clearing energy clearing um
0: we smudge sometimes and we we have incense quite a bit Um, but I don't particularly do anything I think um, I've throughout my life I've had periods where the only way I can describe it is where I feel like the wall's coming in on me Mm. and I need to let go of stuff um, and I'll have you know a big declutter and purge stuff that I don't need and shred paperwork and get rid of anything and i used to do it a lot in my old house and it was so cathartic um and i mean i connect that as well with endings i think it's a good thing to do when you've gone through an ending because it's that bridge between the end and the new chapter Mm -hmm. but yeah i think um you know it has an energetic component
1: to it as well do you do that Uh totally I totally (laughs) totally like I remember as a teen. I'm gonna give you two examples I remember as a teenager I once I moved down to Florida to live with my dad and stepmom I um I had my own room and I would just like randomly get this wild hair and I would take the night put on music close my door and move my whole room around and I had like I remember having like a heavy dresser Like a set of drawers and a heavy desk, and then my bed. And I would do it all myself. I didn't want anybody in my space while I was doing it. (laughs) I would move it around. It didn't even matter. Like, I wasn't trying to do it for the aesthetics of it. Like, it, it wasn't so much about how it looked in the end. And it wasn't so much about how the space would function best as far as like being able to move around the furniture. It was just about, I didn't know this at first. It took me a lot of years to realize this. It was just about, changing the energy. I would start to feel stagnant and I would start to feel bored. And I would start to feel like I'm about to climb out of my skin. Something needs to change. And so I would move all my, my furniture as a teenager. And then I would feel so good. I would get like this rush of energy mm-hmm. and this like, Oh, I can breathe again. This yeah. is so good. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> And it would feel great for a little while and then it would yeah. start the cycle over. I did it over and over and over my whole life. And then just like last week for me was, I swear to God, I felt like everything in my um, chart, I don't know this is true, I didn't look it up, but I felt like everything in my chart was in retrograde. I just felt like so stuck, like I can't move forward. I have no energy, I can't focus, I can't think and it was super, super frustrating, and then finally, this past weekend, I um, I took everything out of my office closet, I took everything out, and it was like, stuff was piled, Nicola, I should have taken a before <laughs> picture to send to you, it was so bad, and I wasn't doing any of my, like, that's where my collage stuff is, that's where my magazines are, that's where, like, my notebooks are, and my pens and stuff, I wasn't doing any of it because I didn't even want to open that closet because it was such a disaster. And it just, ugh, just gave me the <laughs> shivers to even look at it. I took everything out, put it all on the floor, spread everything out, went through every single drawer and bin and box. Like I save boxes of things that I get and then I stuff little things into them. <laughs> just like little cardboard boxes. Because <laughs> I that's a cute little fun place to put collage ephemera and stuff you know no I went through all of it I took out everything I gave a bunch of things to Goodwill and then I filled up a whole big bin of things that I haven't used but I'm not ready to get rid of put it all in the garage and then everything else I um put back neatly so that it fit into the bins that I have so I don't have a bunch of open papers falling all over Mm. the place and now it's all in the closet in a way that I can literally, like the whole floor is clear on one side. I have a standing kind of, um, not a file cabinet, but like a set of, a small set of drawers mm. on the other side. So that's not clear, but like everything's clear and I can get to everything. I can just pull the bin out and it's got, I know what's in it and it's the stuff that I want to use and it's the fun stuff. And it's just like, Oh, and I got rid of a bunch of clothes too. I went through my clothes closet and I was like, do I wear this? Do I love this? Do I feel amazing in this? No, get rid of it. Even if it was expensive, even if I had stuff attached to it, like I do, um, I do online thrift shopping a lot. And when I find something that's like from um, White House Black Market or something like that's expensive normally, And I get a great deal on it dude I will never let that thing go (laughs) even if I don't love it just because it's like oh it's so nice though but even that stuff I got rid of it I was just like if I don't feel good in it if I'm like wearing it and picking at myself all day and trying to fix and adjust and I'm uncomfortable it's gotta go and so after this weekend and that of course I got my tattoos done like this weekend was freaking amazing I feel so much more like me and free. I do. I feel so much more free. Like I can breathe again. I have space. Like I can think it's just, it is totally an energy thing. It's totally, it just, it does. It shifts the energy in the space. Do you think it clears your head as well? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I could turn my, I'm not going to show you because it's embarrassing, but I have a (laughs) ginormous desk and my desk (laughs) is covered right now and when it gets like this I can't I can't think I can't focus so even when we're done I'm going to just put everything on the floor so at least my space Mm. is clear and I can focus and get stuff done today and then I'll go through my piles but it's the same in my overall space Mm. I take it that's the the, that's true for you too
0: yeah I mean I've we've we we had a massive clear out before we moved because we downsized but there are some days where I feel like I could hire a skip and just chuck everything into it but you know obviously you wouldn't because you've got things that are too nice or expensive just to break but yeah there are some days where I just want to get a skip and just throw away everything that I really don't want um I did sort my study out um probably a couple of weeks ago I moved I did it all on my own I moved my sideboard, which has got is my cupboard with all sorts of things in, you know, hole punches, big hole punches to my art notebooks, and it's quite heavy, but I moved that from one side of the room to the other. I jiggled my desk around, so now my desk is under the window, which is a lot better for the light on my face when I'm doing zooms and stuff, but it feels so much better. And for a few days, I kept coming in here and just standing and looking around and saying to Chris, oh, I just feel so much better. And it was like I had more room and the the energy shifts as well every time you do it. But I felt like I could be more productive just because I've moved the furniture and I got rid of, you know, stuff. I mean, I've still got things I need to do, but, um, yeah, it was. It's a very clearing and freeing process. And but people, I don't know. It it's bizarre to say it. Yeah, I moved my desk and I feel so much better. You know, it's like, what the heck is that all about? But it it works. It does. I remember Danielle LaPorte saying years and years ago about um, I think she had a chair and she got rid of it like an armchair and she just had this space and she talked about you have to make space for new stuff and if mm. you've not got the space then you're kind of not making room for other things to come in and that mm. always stuck with me that you know you've 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 kind of it's like with my mum and dad's things you know I've got rid of the majority of what they had but I've still got you know letters and birthday cards and you know tons of photographs and it's like you've got to well I think this is this is what works for me I've got to clear that out and get rid of some of it because that chapter's closed in a way and it's having that balance between keeping things for memories but not keeping things to the extent that it's kind of holding you back yeah and that's sort of how i feel at the minute um that you know some of that stuff needs to go now and um especially cuz i've not looked at it you know since we moved in right. october 2020 so You know, what is the point in keeping hold of it?
1: Right. I think about that, too. I think about like I've heard minimalists talk about. Like, take a picture of something so that you can hold on to the memory that way and then release the actual thing. Yeah. for, For me, there was a time when that would not have worked because I had this thing about. Feeling this kind of clawing need. To have the physical thing. And I don't know why I, I I don't know why I don't really feel that way so much with most things anymore. There are some things that I still feel, um, I guess borderline possessive about, but most of those, that's like my, my stones and crystals and things that I work with, or my gel pens that I talk about all the time and love so much. Like I use those things on a regular basis and they're part of my like day-to-day or week-to-week life. So those things are different, but Yeah you know what I'm so fascinated by so many of the things that we've said I've been listening to our words comes back to freedom yeah is that one of your primary values do you know have you ever done a value yeah yeah same
0: it's it's huge for me interesting um and you know I think that was part of the reason why I wanted to do something on my own and why I resigned from my job because yeah um you know, it it underpins so much. It underpins my philosophy of life and how I want to live. Um, So yeah, freedom is a big one for me. Um, Yeah, it's definitely up there.
1: That is so interesting. It is for me too. I didn't know that for a long time. And then finally I sat down to one of those um, values exercises where they give you like a hundred words and you're supposed to narrow it down. I'd always put it off because I was like, Oh my God, this is way too much work. (laughs) But It actually was really helpful to be able to narrow that down because now I can hold, especially if I have like a choice to make, I can hold the choices and think which one feels like freedom or which Mm. one feels more like freedom. And that's the one Mm. that I'm going to be most likely happier with. Mm.
0: Yeah. And I think there've been occasions where I've said no to doing things because the alternative has been something that equated to freedom. I -hmm. I mean, I was never, I've never been somebody who's kind of gone along with the crowd. I've always been quite happy doing the thing on my own rather than going off with the crowd. And um, yeah, it was always really about that freedom. That's
1: so good to know, it's so helpful to know be able to kind of use it as a compass really
0: Mm. I like that I think well I think values are really important and um I I think you know if we spent more time looking at what we value in our lives it makes that journey a bit more easy because you know kind of what your compass points are and you've got something then to be your measure for everything that you do
1: yeah I think we just came up with our next podcast episode <laughs> 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 I bet yeah. I can find some resources on that too so I'm gonna look so that we're yeah. in a couple weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah it's just I think it's you know the whole energy thing and um how it works and how it makes you feel is just so fascinating
1: it is it really is. I always, that's one of the reasons why I remember when my, um, my youngest aunt is, I think she's only six years older than me. Um, so we were kind of more like cousins. And I remember, I think it was the first time she came here to visit, or maybe the second time she walked in the door. And the first thing she said was, Oh my God, it feels like a spa in here. And I was just like, so chuffed I was just like oh that's the best compliment you could have given me that's amazing because this is like that's my goal is to make it feel. well my goal is to make it feel like my sanctuary frankly but anybody that I welcome in here or that we welcome in here as a family I want them to feel like it's a, a place of respite it's a place to recharge and feel refueled and feel at peace and relaxed and so when she walked in and said that before she'd even like She hadn't looked around or anything. She just walked into the space and she's like, oh my God, it feels like a spa. And it like, so to me, it it was her saying, this feels like I can relax here. This feels like Mm -hmm. I can just be. Mm -hmm. And that felt, uh, yeah, I was just over the moon. I was just like, that is the best compliment you could ever give me because I want it to feel, yeah, like a place that you can go to recharge and fill up, even if it's not all the fanciest stuff or you know Mm. even if it's not decorated like a a a home in a magazine or something if it feels like a place where you can breathe
0: yeah
1: you know and recharge if the energy feeds you that's the thing if the energy feeds you I've hit a home run yeah that's awesome yeah and now I just have to figure oh go ahead
0: that that's a really good point because sometimes you do go to places don't you and i've been i can't recall specifics but i've been to places where you just feel at home and there's yeah. nothing special about the physical environment but there's just something where you can kind of sink into it and just feel really relaxed and just at home and everything feels okay and it doesn't have to be anywhere fancy it's like you say it's just that the energy that is there that you connect with
1: I remember going to it was when I was working at my last job and I would get so stressed out we were the the job was very close geographically to a um a unity unity church Mm. And, um, at the time I was trying out unity and I think the something universalist UU church or something. I was just trying to find a place that I could go and feel like I fit in. I never did. But at the time I was trying out the unity church locally. And I remember going to that church on my lunch break when I just felt like I can't do this. I hate everything. I don't want to be here. And I remember going to that church and walking in and asking them, can I just go sit in the chapel? I just want to go sit in the chapel by myself. And it was just a very tiny little room, like maybe the size of a large closet, had a handful of chairs, like folding chairs. And um I don't, I think there was like a little tiny altar or something. And there was a sign on the floor that said, be still and know that I am. Yeah. And I just bawled, just bawled because I was the, the, energy and the feeling of that space. And I swear, I think it's because at least in part, because so many people would come there and pray and connect mm-hmm. with God or life or universe or source, whatever you want to call it. And I think that that leaves behind kind of an echo of that energy and I think that that's what what I was kind of tapping into and I just felt so much relief from that I was able Mm -hmm. to go back and carry on and get through the day and whatever but I think that we can also create that in our own lives maybe that should be our next episode yeah so
0: (laughs) yeah I think you know there are you you do go in places especially churches where there is that quite compelling energy and yeah, I've had that as well. I've had the opposite as well. I've had gone in places where you feel the terrible energy. I remember going in Paris to the conciergerie where they held the people who used to be executed. And um, honestly, I walked in and I had to walk straight out because the energy for me was just so strong. It was it was quite um. Yeah, it's quite oppressive. So, yeah, I guess there's there's a scale, isn't there, of, you know, yeah. things. Yeah. We just about finished recording the podcast when the sound went mm-hmm. a bit haywire and we both sounded like Daleks. So we ended there and we hope you enjoyed our discussion today and that some of it resonated with you. We'll be back again in a fortnight with a whole new topic, but in the meantime, thanks for listening and we'll be back again soon. Bye for now.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Conversations Across the Pond with Angel and Nicola. I'm Angel and we are thrilled that you're along for the ride with us. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you're notified each time we publish a new one. This is a passion project for both of us, so to find us online, please go to agentlelife.co.uk to find Nicola and to rootedmystic.com to find Angel. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.